11th episode. Woo! 11th episode of the Good Words Podcast with Tim and Rebecca. Mm-hmm. We're still streaming out here this audio diary from the beautiful, sunny um, city of Kathmandu, Nepal. Um, I heard a funny joke today. Someone, someone uh, was talking about um, the patriotism and is a Nepali person was telling me they're making a sarcastic joke about, you know, everyone in, in Nepal is so patriotic because they literally breathe the soil of the country <laughs> of Nepal. <That's> funny. <laughs> Everybody in Kathmandu breathes the soil. I really like that. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So are we true Nepalis now? How much how much dirt have we have on our lungs? For pollution, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good thing. <laughs> <clears throat> That was pretty fun. <laughs> let's let's test those lungs out, see how good mm. they work. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we didn't um, do a podcast last night because we were a little stressed. We had to kind of come down off of our uh, yeah situation we found ourselves in. Uh, the situation in question started around oh, six o'clock. Yes, and um, yeah. So I think. Andrew hit Simon with a water bottle. But like, like, and then like laughed, like it was a playful thing. Right. He thought he was, you know, having fun. Simon did not want that. And so he socked Andrew with his fist. (laughs) Andrew was very upset. (laughs) Imagine why. And he ran crying into his bedroom and uh, slammed the door. And it was like, oh man. So I gave him just a minute to calm down. And then tried to go in there to, um, to talk to him about it and he was in the bedroom and I couldn't get in there because we talked about this I think in previous episodes the doors have sliding bolts on the insides of each bedroom because in the bathroom it's on the outside so that was awkward mm-hmm. in the worry our worry but the bedrooms the bolts, ours doesn't really work because of the alignment of the house is so bad. So I kind of didn't think that right. theirs really did. Right, I didn't think theirs would really slide home. But he got it. Theirs does did slide home. <laughs> and um, he got it shut, but then he couldn't get it open. Like something didn't quite connect in the mechanical part of trying to solve it. And I think he heard the panic in our voices as we started trying to break in. <laughs> and he kind of like freaked out and wouldn't open the door, wouldn't slide the bolt back open. Because at first we were like, come on, honey, and like trying to be fun about it. And so there's like, there's this like small window that's um, on the outside of the house. It's kind of hard to yeah, explain. Yeah, there's, there's two windows into the room. Yeah. Like we could see him in the room. And so we were trying to point to it. And so then when we like first came to the window, he was like kind of like started to laugh and stuff mm-hmm. and was like, oh, this is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of went over. But then we heard him try like briefly. And since I think it wasn't working immediately and he like you said, up. we were panicking, he started yeah. to just like freak out. Yep. As did we. And then we started, you know, banging on the door and yeah. stuff, which was probably kind of scary. Yeah, probably was. So, start thinking through the situation, trying to solve this problem. He's in a locked room. It's concrete on all sides. It's a heavy, thick, uh, solid wooden door. Steel frame With a steel <laughs> bolt on the inside, holding it shut. You know, eventually, probably could break it open. Could eventually probably apply enough pressure that the bolt would snap out, but probably designed to not make that easy, so I didn't really try it. Um, The other options were going in through the windows. So the one window tried to open it from the outside. It was locked. So then it's like, okay, well, am I going to be using a crowbar to pry open the aluminum frame or what? Uh, Didn't come to that. I ended up going around to the back of the house, opening up the sliding windows at the back of the house, and it slid open easily. But there are uh, bars on the inside of the windows. So I couldn't get in there. The bars are are nailed into the concrete with heavy-duty nails, so they're not just going to pop out, as they shouldn't, I guess. I don't know, this whole thing. Uh, anyway. <sighs> So so then what? 
what do we do? There's well, so Tim, you know, steps on the back, um, the back porch where where this window is, and he steps down and like the wood over the cistern <laughs> snaps. It's like it's the well. I think it's the well. My foot slipped into the well. Kind of thought we were gonna lose him, and um, <laughs> but Tim sees a hose there, and so creative, it's more of a pipe. Creative man, some that PVC he is. pipe. It was, really, it's yeah. green like a hose. Yeah, but it was plastic PVC pipe, about inch, inch and a half. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. And so he sees this, and his creative mind starts going. It's kind of like um, when in that space, Apollo 13, when, oh. they, when they have all these so many items to try to let the astronauts live. What a Tim's great comparison. Like, we only have a few items. <laughs> well, technically, we have the entire world worth of items because we're not locked in the room. He, yeah. but, but our child is in a concrete prison. It's an effective <laughs> and, prison cell. And it's screaming and terrified. And so, you know, we're, we're creative problem solving. Mm-hmm. So yep. he tries the hose at first. Yeah, I tried. I'm like, Sorry, I just don't know if I can get this pipe. Like, it's just, it's not quite long enough to reach. Like, but it looks close. And I'm like reaching through, holding my arms fully extended with a pipe at the end of my hands, trying to swing this pipe. It's at least 10, 12 feet long across the room to, to unlock this door and doesn't reach. And... Ugh. So then we find a oh, gear tie. No, 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 no. We. Oh, sorry. The gear tie. Sorry. The I thought tie. you were going to talk about the other thing that I'm like, just I found. Yeah. Mister. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so, so I'm like, oh, you know, I've, I've got these big rubberized um, wires that are called gear ties. And you can get them at um, like whatever, like eddie bauer or just get him on amazon he loves his gear ties. i do i brought a bunch of them along because i'm like these are going to be useful they're, they're brilliant they actually are very useful yeah they are um so the, i got the biggest one i taped it to the end of the pipe and i made a loop at the end of it and like i could just almost reach like like the gear tie just barely was long enough to like brush against the lock I'm like oh man we're getting close so then i'm like becca i need I need something longer or some way to extend this. Like, I want, like, a metal thing. Okay. Well, now I just feel silly. <laughs> I don't think you're giving me the credit. <laughs> well, now I know how important it is. <laughs> well, I just compared you to a brilliant astronaut. I wanted my tiny moment you're, of you're shame. You're clearly... Or, not shame. Of glory. Whatever. <laughs> now I'm clearly a part of this critical <laughs> engineering team. We okay, we you. were mission control thank figuring you. out... Yeah. Thank you. You have this box of stuff. <laughs> How do you rescue a two-year-old from a concrete prison? So we had just gotten a vacuum that had um, a metal extension. And so I bring that out to Tim and he connects it yeah. to the... Um, yeah. Green. Exactly. Exactly. Thing. So we got like another like two or three feet because I like had some overlap. I taped it all together. And um, yeah, so we got an extra two or three feet on the end of the hose and a little more stiffness. And then I proceeded to try and try and try to use this flimsy plastic pipe with a rubberized <laughs> wire at the end of it and hold it on to the. Uh, the Bottom of a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> the brush end of a vacuum cleaner. Oh, gosh. Through bars in a window with a screaming toddler. All while we're all freaking out. And while Tim is doing this, like, I go to the other tiny window or whatever and I put my hand out and Andrew's touching my hand and stuff and I start singing I've got the joy 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 down in my heart so first he's happy but then he's getting sad and he just keeps saying up up because he thinks I can get him out and I'm like I can't you have to open it and so then I started thinking about that um story with the girl that fell down the well (laughs) Jessica McClure or whatever. Okay. And Which so now, not, thinking about that story as a parent now is so terrifying. 
It is. It's oh, horrifying. Oh, my gosh. So not that this was like that it hits, but it was like I remembered her singing to her kid. And so I was just like <laughs> when I started thinking about that. And so I start like tearing up. But I'm trying to like look happy because I don't want him to be even more oh. scared. But he just keeps flinging himself in the bed and running to the door. And you can tell he's just like by his expression, he's so scared because he knows we want to him to do something he just can't quite put mm. it all together he's not even two years old yet he isn't and yeah and so then and then i go out and i'm like surely i can make this host contraption work and so well, you gave I me a, a spin yeah, for, you gave me a break with your <laughs> from my like arms and shoulders <laughs> it was really hard the angle was really hard it was Super, really tough I, I only lasted work. like two minutes <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah at this point we're about, I don't know, 45 minutes into this whole ordeal. And we're like, I mean, he's not in immediate danger. Like, he's had a freshly changed diaper. He can get him food and water. It's not a problem. Like, he's in his own bedroom with his toys and his stuffed animals. He'll be fine. But I said, well, okay, let's, let's ask for some help. And so I go upstairs and find the neighbors. Or the, um, they're Nepali. And... Um, they speak some English, and so I had them come down to help. And they're like, at first, like they grab the box of keys, and I'm like, okay, sure. And they come down, and they're like, oh, it's locked the sliding bolt. Oh no! And they're like doing all the same stuff we did, like exactly, like shaking the door, trying to jiggle the door handle to see if the bolt will just pop open. Going and trying the window that will see if it'll come open easily. Yeah. And so there's four of them. So there's six of us trying to get into this mm. concrete prison. Yeah. <laughs> so eventually, you know, uh, they try all this. I show them my contraption with the pipe. And um, I go inside to think about it. Becca starts um, texting and calling um, our friends here who are helping us get, you know, settled in and taking care of some things for us. And, and then um, they keep trying with the pipe through the back window and eventually one of the guys who lives upstairs just like got the angle right and tried long enough that he slid it open after about 10 15 minutes of trying and it slid to the side just like i thought and the door came open so an <sighs> hour and 10 minutes into it oh my gosh andrew read free yes free at last and he like ran up like we were trying to like play tv and stuff to like Kind of distracts Simon, but also to kind of try to lure Andrew out, being like, what are the motivators here? Right, right. Like, How can we motivate him? We'll give you chocolate if you slide the lock open. Yes, yes. And and so oh. so at first he just like went like kind of numbly there and he wouldn't really like let us hug him that much or anything. And so he's kind of, I don't know what he was, but... Catatonic. Yeah. And <laughs> so then... But then once, like, later on, we were, like, feeding him his yeah. bottle, his little heart rate finally oh, slowed down. Yeah, you were holding him, and he was so, like, intense, and just saw him sort of relax. <sighs> oh, gosh. I'm so glad he didn't, like, actually flip the lock down into the tiny slot, because, right. I mean, that would have been insane. We would have had to break the window. So now we've, like, yeah, we've, um... We've gone ahead, which would have been really scary because it's like Flying he tries to go and... right up by the window. Right. So trying to do that with Andrew would have been tough. <laughs> we would have had to like lure him close to the back window, hold his shoulders and like shield his eyes but while the other person. But to like run towards. Danger. The... Yes. Mm -hmm. Like because. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And when we were trying to stick in the hose thing, he kept trying to grab it because it was scaring him. But he yes. was trying to shove it down. Oh, yeah, and so I like, just no, no, I no. think the glass would have been mm. scary. But we have. Um, gotten we've jammed those locks now With so paper if anyone's and tape. wondering yeah those those are pretty well yeah better hopefully hopefully that's yeah well covered i'm wondering if it's good enough but i think mm, so I we know. tried yeah uh it was stressful so after that we were just like yeah yep. i know <laughs> let's just lay down and read or something yeah call it a night yeah so that was tough yeah, yeah. That was our you, Sunday. You did well. You did work, which I was like, "How is that I relaxing?" Did. But well, you kind of got kind of distracted my mind. Yeah. But then I sort of paid the price later because then I like started waking up at like two a.m. Oh, and yeah. like thinking of work and thinking of things with the kids and just like stressed about un undefined worries in my sleep uh, state. <sighs> So that was a weird one where I didn't get great sleep for a few hours there. 
Um, I, on the other hand, did, which was nice because I've been very like insomnia girl mm-hmm. this week where I've been up for hours during the night and just in a lot of pain. And so I was feeling grateful, mm-hmm. but sad for you because I can't empathize. Mm-hmm. Now, how I relaxed last night was watching some of the original Full oh. House. Now, I'm not sure if that's on the Netflix, the U.S. Netflix, or if it's just in the for Netflix, mm. but stumbled across that. And um, so I watched this delightful episode of the first season. First season. That's a good one. <laughs> I couldn't resist when I read this description. And so, um, so let me just, let me just tell you what it was because, because it's, you just have to hear it. So, um, so yeah, so Danny apparently has a mother, like, like he doesn't, she doesn't show up in the other seasons, but wait, what? Yeah. But apparently she, what was she busy doing? What's she too busy doing to come help raise her granddaughters? I don't know, but, but yeah right but she comes in this episode like she like flies in so i think she's like living in another city or something but she's like coming to stay with them and everything and so she comes in and the house is a mess and so she's like so disgusted oh wow that she goes ahead and calls um joey and jesse's moms who do live in the city so jesse's mom is danny's mother-in-law so the mother-in-law does live in the city so she and yet she's sure not involved <laughs> with the raising of these kids either. Because this is five months after his wife died of cancer. and yeah. But the house is a mess, so they're all so Wait, 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 wait. So was it cancer? Like, I thought it was cancer. I thought she died maybe in the earthquake. Died. Oh, maybe there's an earthquake. I have no idea. I don't know. She's just dead. Okay. But they said it was like five months ago. Okay. So, yes. Okay, this world that they've constructed is feeling very odd (laughs) right i mean actually that makes sense like family dysfunction like maybe they're just really really dysfunctional families but all three of these moms think oh this is a great idea so wait a minute so can we like see like the lines of dysfunction passing from like (laughs) from mother to son to daughters (laughs) like are we watching like generational um you know, character flaws develop. Maybe we are, because this is a whole window into it, because I haven't even gotten into the good part, Tim. Mm. So she calls all the mothers because they're so disgusted, and the threat is, if they can't clean up the house in like two or three hours, whatever timeline they give, they're all going to move into the house with them, <laughs> with the three guys. So their threat is that to all come the moms... And take care of their... Yeah. Yeah, we'll come in and live with these three guys what? and the three granddaughters. But apparently they don't want to besides... Right, like, but when, I mean, uh, would Jesse and Joey like want to so that they trade off? Live I mean, w- even for a few months or something. Right? Like he's living in a... Alcove, alcove with a mannequin that matches his outfit. <laughs> Is the mannequin get dressed in the same outfit every episode? Well, I've only Is seen this a two episodes, joke? so I don't know. <laughs> it's like a subtle recurring joke that like I didn't pick but up on as a child. But in these two episodes, it is. It was the same outfit. Like that, this character in the show buys two of every outfit and dresses himself and his mannequin. And apparently he loves himself so much that in his tiny alcove, he has to have a mannequin of himself <laughs> dressed in the outfit. It's confusing. All kinds of dysfunction there. Whoa. Um, yeah, okay. But we digress. But but really, the boilerplate is that really, like, I mean, these guys are trying to survive. The wife had just died. They're trying to figure out how to raise these kids. And the moms are so annoyed about messiness that they're like... It's pretty threatening to live in and then that's somehow motivating to them to clean what yeah but i love your idea of tracing the family line of you know i think about the psychology of (laughs) a full house oh man and i mean i mean i watched every episode i'm sure multiple times as a child i am guessing tv i am guessing there are some like theses out there that people have written that sounds like a psychology thesis from you know because it was like so popular but i'm like how is this like a plot what Mm. (laughs) Mm. okay (laughs) 
So that was full house talk. Sorry, yes. That was a long you can tell you can feel my passion. About six minutes of that. Okay. Oh my goodness, you're I mean, kidding. I mean, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cut any of it out. You threaten to edit everything I know, I and know. we don't. Okay, but okay. Yes, it was long and passionate, but I haven't gotten to talk to you about it. And so I felt like now was the time to mm-hmm. when you were, you know, strapped to a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> you have to listen to me talk about it. Well, you're not strapped to the microphone, but you're I'm a little bit I'm a little bit committed to this. You're arrangement. kind of a prisoner. Sort of. That's the theme of this episode, prisons. <laughs> I'll bolt you from the outside, but <laughs> wait, how will I get in? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't really leave. It was all theater of the mind. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, one other quick thing is that it's not about Full House. It's about the prison Uh. for our son. I was really hoping that Simon could squeeze through the crane, which was not one of my most brilliant ideas, but I'm like, <laughs> get them both can, trapped in there. If we can fit Simon's head through the grating and have him shimmy in, I feel like oh he would gosh. be more capable of opening the bolt. Oh, I hope so, but that's quite the risk to take. <laughs> it's like, I've got one child in there. Let's traumatize our other by throwing him through a tiny grating. <sighs> But I was like, convinced. I understand how the first did. child got in there, but how did the second kid get in there? <laughs> oh, we put him in there. We can't get him out. And if it, the grating was big enough to fit Simon through, wouldn't we have tried to pull Andrew out? Because he's smaller. But how would have he reached up high enough? Because the grating opening that's the biggest is midway through yeah, the window. That's so. true. So we just trust Simon to fall. I just felt like Simon was like our greatest cat. hope. Our three-year-old. I just thought that was. He's I'm glad. The one. I'm glad I was in charge of MacGyvering our way out of that situation. Well, though. he's the oldest child, aren't they? Supposed to be the ones that solve all the problems of the world. Yeah, that's <laughs> isn't it. it up to you? Yeah, I think that's how we feel. That's how we feel. And really, youngest children assume that someone else will take care of all their problems. So, makes sense. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think the I think Not the lesson true. from all of that, mm. uh, whatever, I, I think the lesson from all of that is um, when you have that little thought in the back of your head that these like sliding locks are dangerous and maybe you should do something about them, follow through with it. But here's the thing: there's like fifty thousand of those little thoughts that I have in Nepal to keep them safe, and so I can't follow up on all of them, man. That's true. Good point. Your moral stunk. <laughs> You're right. That was no help to anyone. Just just worry obsessively and do everything you think of. Stay up all night just worrying about what else you can do to make it safer. Yeah. That sounds awesome. It's going to work. I really like that moral. <laughs> hmm. I'll have to rethink that. Could use some work. Uh, uh, so we've had some other things going on this week. Um... Uh, I mean, uh, we got to try out Mexican food. We did. That was fun. It was pretty yeah, good. it was pretty tasty. It was pretty good. It tasted it right. bad. It tasted right. I enjoyed it. Andrew wouldn't even, like, try it, and Ugh. Simon ate, like... Two and a half quesadillas. Yeah, yeah. he just went to town. So, yeah. I, I mean, I thought it was it was decent. It was, yeah. it was pretty good. Yeah, the family we went with, they had a picky eater, too, but that's okay. It was cute. I enjoyed seeing it. You know, it's like, okay, they last for a while, and it's all right. So... We'll see. Both of our boys were kind of picky tonight again. Becca made pasta, which was really yummy. Yeah, they don't really eat any of the meals that I make, I have to say. But I'm I'm enjoying the cooking here. It's fun. Like you just you only have so many possibilities and so that makes it a little less overwhelming. I mean, I know that there's still a lot of possibilities, but it's still not quite so crazy. And we don't have an oven and we just have like mm-hmm. a a little two burner range thing and so it's like you know just kind of that puzzle yeah putting together has been really fun and so it's been tasty and stuff but yeah they're just they're not they're they're you know they starve themselves until something comes up that they like and then they like eat like a camel drinks water and yet they don't appear to be starving right that's because of their over eating of the other i don't know right what did the kid at the at the place today say 
<laughs> this Andrew's stomach was too big. <laughs> just walked right up to him and said, his stomach's too big. <laughs> okay, ouch. But a lady right before that, you know, while we were walking said, is this your child? Is this your child? And I'm like, am I randomly holding another white child <laughs> but okay sorry that was kind of mean but because she was like oh he is much too tall much too tall but granted even in the u.s they talk about how that. tall yeah. you know it gives a kid a complex if you're tall yeah don't do that that's right i mean just because you know we tower above the crowds here and you know it's but in america to- it's traumatizing yeah. when they're like always talking about it but you're right but with this too i'm like what mm. Ugh, mm. i don't know but whatever so but andrew at least can't understand so he understands more and more mm. he does he's talking a lot more, more, more. he's growing up i think it's that's really interesting. like i think we say that every episode mm-hmm. that he's talking more but he is yeah, it's good more words played hide and seek tonight and he was real engaged with that it was fun um, on the walk home, uh, I walked home with you guys after work and Simon like ran on ahead and ran across the street in front of a motorcycle at one point. That was fun. Um, and then, yeah, just like sprinted all the way home and left me and Andrew in the dust and you tried to chase him and follow him. Yeah, he was, he was doing so much better. So we don't know if he's adjusting or like we did kind of another. Oh, this is a fun story. Cleanse. Now, 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 now. You say it like that, like it's a thing. It's just that kills. Yes. That kills a particular type of parasite. Yes. But the majority of our family, not going to say which members, but the majority of the four of us had had some stuff going on. And so the three of those people (laughs) seem to be all thriving a lot better. (laughs) So I don't know if it's because of that or it's just like the timing too. That's my current current theory is that just like all the energy he has now is related to that. Because before I was like really like, does he have like an oxygen problem? Like what's his deal? Like he's just saying how he's tired all the time, but now he's running around and even has a cold, but he's still doing a lot better and... Rode the bus today. This was definitely the busiest bus that I've been on yet here. And so we were definitely, you know, wedged in there. And Simon's like in the aisle, tiny aisle wedged between two people. And he's like falling all over. And Andrew's like on the floor. And I'm kind of panicking about Andrew on the floor with the tight bus. But Simon's like falling all over and whatever. So I'm like, he's going to be so scared when we get out of this situation and stuff. But he's like, let's do it again. (laughs) That's like a amusement park ride it's the best thing ever oh man i love it oh it's so great and we never know what to expect it's so random it is oh, fun yeah we um, took another trip to bot Bettini. well i had never been there but yeah, tim true. had i had so we went together as a family and the kids ran around and tried to destroy things and the helpers, the, you know, the employees at the store were very nice about keeping an eye on the kids at different times, which is cool. Looked at furniture. Most of the furniture we looked at basically cost the same as you would expect to pay in the U.S. So, so that's been kind of frustrating. It's like there's a lot of things that really aren't that much cheaper. Uh-huh. Like It's true. It's true. And... Um, yeah, and then we got some groceries that we can't get easily. Got You got a, a great deal on diapers. I did, mm-hmm. so I think we're stocked up for the duration mm-hmm. of everything, and so that's exciting. Yep, that's good. Um, yeah, the most stressful part was there's like this part in front of the store that's just like a sidewalk, but for some reason they let cars and motorcycles drive through there. Oh, the worst idea. There. What are they thinking? Like, it's clearly a pedestrian walkway. There's one side is lined with food stalls. People sit on the other side on this little low wall and eat food from the food stalls. Kids are running around and then they let cars drive through there. Like, but who designed this? And so we're trying to like, it's like a terrible thing. Trying well, their to solution, kids, like... to be fair, was to have a security uh, guard stand at the entrance and blow a, lo- a loud whistle every time a car comes speeding into the aisle. Like, he's like, oh, there's another car coming. Blow the whistle. And so people will know that it's here. 
Which is just crazy because it's like, it's already like we're in little alleyways. There's always cars driving and stuff. So I'm like, surely this would be the place where mm-hmm. they would like Keep not it a pedestrian let. only space. And motorcycles are the worst because they drive so fast when there's ever like a like tiny like bit of non-traffic. And so then it's like they'd fly through there in the dark with mm-hmm. a million kids. Yeah. What? Yes. Some people do ride bicycles here and none of them ever have reflectors or lights on their bikes at night. That seems great. Um, And yes, this morning on my way to work, I did see a taxi and a motorcycle um, driving around the football field. Uh, Really? Yes, they were doing cookies out in the dirt in the football field. So there's other people out there too, but I'm like, why are they out there? Like, what are they doing? There is just a car everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, how's there not a motorcycle in this room right now? Mm -hmm. Driving around us, (laughs) going somewhere. (laughs) I don't know. So that's how you feel today. feel a little overwhelmed by the traffic. Okay, it was terrifying because on the, one of the bigger roads, which this one really is like a busy, busy road and there aren't really much of sidewalks. But we have to walk on it. Yeah, and there's there's no sidewalk. open sewage running down there and yep. stuff which andrew of course is always like wanting to get in oh and it's getting bigger and fuller because looks... i think it's clogged up down at the <sighs> bottom of the hill so and so yeah so i'm trying to keep him from not going in there but simon with this burst of energy is like running ahead of me and stuff which he's a careful cautious kid for the most part so it's kind of okay and stuff but i'd be like slow down and and that is one area where he oddly listens to me but there was like one point where he's like looking at something that all of a sudden is interesting to him. So he starts running out at a diagonal he to the middle of the veers street. Veers into traffic. And so the traffic like stops and I'm like, seven. But yet it's like, I can't really run to him when like I'm trying, but I also have this kid that's like trying to dive yeah. in the gutter. You have to hold Andrew <laughs> with both arms in order to like get him to keep moving forward. So I just felt like if I saw another car today, I was going to punch it. Yeah. So that's why I think maybe my my car thing is getting a little that bit. Makes sense. It's getting to me. That makes sense. Well, there you go. We, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. There's some other things that happened. I feel like we could talk about. Um, <laughs> nice segue. Segue. There's, there's surely this is literally the most awkward and could. worst segue <laughs> There's something uh, that happened. <laughs> There's a thing, I'm sure, things, somewhere. Things happened, I suppose. <laughs> um, that's true, though. I feel like that's kind of dominating uh, my mind, all of this. Oh, la- um, last week, I made this out way more interesting than it's going to be. But um, we started the week off with Andrew getting two bloody noses on the same day. Like, he fell off, like, a cement wall, and his mouth and nose was bleeding. And Aww. it was just like... He's just been, yeah, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. It's been a big Andrew week. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a lot of drama. I'm, oh no. I was, I was feeling so bad for him because I was thinking about, like, years from now, we're still going to tell the story of him locking himself in that bedroom. And I'm just feeling bad because I'm like, oh, poor guy. Like, this is going to be the story. Okay, the only reason why you feel because bad is there I've a story been, about you. I was that kid. There is a story, uh, multiple stories of things like that that I've done. And it's like, well, it's going to happen. He's going to be that kid. Because didn't you... I don't know, jumped in a pool and nearly drowned... Uh, what else did I do? Well, I did you lock your sister in the shed or you locked yeah, yourself in the shed? there's a whole thing with, with being locked in a shed, yes. There's both of you were locked at one point, right? Like no, it was just points, me. But, it was oh, just okay. me. Okay, sorry. There's other things, yeah, like stitches. I feel like and... I always think you locked your sister in a shed. I don't know why, but I always have that idea. Well, I mean, I probably did, but I don't remember that. <laughs> I remember when I did it to myself. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> the mechanics of it aren't important. Anyway, <laughs> being the child that causes, you know, things to, to you know, happen is, is, is fortunate. But this, I think this will just be like a, he was one and yeah. scared and yeah. his brother it's punched him. Yeah, <laughs> It'll almost go. be worse for Simon. Yeah, it kind of will be. <laughs> hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> uh so i was reading a little bit about the um 
uh, electronics travel uh, ban situation. Oh, yeah. Because we're going to be, in about a month, we're going to be flying back to the United States through Qatar Airlines, which is one of the airlines where devices larger than a cell phone are banned. Which, okay, kind of frustrating. That's a 14-hour flight. And be nice to be able to, you know, open up a laptop or something or... Can I, can I use a Kindle? I assume I can use an e-reader. Well, because, yeah, we, like, bought the kids, like... We bought the kids little tablets. Like, Amazon had a really cheap deal around Christmas or something for really cheap tablets. For, like, the flights and yeah, stuff. Yeah, specifically for the flights. We're like, oh, we'll get these things. We'll load them up with a few movies. And games and stuff. And a few stuff. games. Yeah, and this will, like, help give us another option during the 14 hours trying to keep them entertained. So we're really hoping that even though they have giant phone cases on them, that... They'll that, be like, that's mostly cell phone size. They're very small tablets. Yeah, so we're hoping that, that it'll pass. And Andrew likes to pick up everything and say hello like it's a phone. So we think he'll if he be just super commits cute. to it, he'll just yeah. like put it up to his ear and we'll be like, yep, he's on his cell phone. He's so cute. <laughs> American babies and their cell phones. Oh, boy. It's going to be weird to like go to a place where babies aren't like adorable anymore. Like, I mean, mm. like they're cute, but like, like, like not everyone's going to like stop and try to like squeeze their cheeks yeah and like just feel like oh they're a child so <laughs> does it bother Here's some me candy. <laughs> it'll mm. be weird to get the glares of like that crying child <laughs> oh yeah that'll be weird no maybe we'll just ignore them now because we'll just be trained to be like my child's fine <laughs> let them run you should give them chocolate <laughs> right exactly it's like um excuse me uh waiter hostess why are you not keeping an eye on my child while they're running <laughs> back and forth out your balcony and uh going to your kitchen and staring at the <laughs> at the kitchen staff which all of this has happened this all happens here it's a pretty regular thing like it's just normal here it's like you just go back and look in the kitchen and say hey what's up what are you doing back here? <laughs> yep. Is that milkshake for me? <laughs> yeah, but they're adorable when they do it. <laughs> At least I think so. <laughs> so anyway. So yes, you're you're loving um things with with work and whatnot. Yeah, yeah I get to it's pretty relaxed right now. I feel really good just taking this time to look at my what I want to do for my career and just looking at what I really enjoy doing and it's just been great I don't know it it was so good to get a new perspective on things and and switch out of the mode of just continuing to do what I was doing before you know you get I get into this mode where I want to just like keep doing what I'm doing because it's the easy solution. Like, you know, I mean, that's how jobs work. They try to get you to stay there and not have to, you know, they don't want people to ever leave. So they try to give you candy and distract you from your crying. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> like a toddler. Yeah. Nepal. I guess I finally grew up and I decided to find something different. So yeah, this is our little world tour adventure and it's been really good. Did you feel insulted that I was no. saying that? I was trying to be funny, but I didn't know if... if no, you weren't that either. Was... Shut up. <laughs> I'll find a new co-host. <laughs> don't make what? me... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Next week, <Sign> starring... <laughs> Stay tuned to see who Rebecca finds to replace Tim. <laughs> I don't think Simon would be a cooperative co-host. <laughs> Like when you try to get him to talk on the phone, it's a little like, are you going to say anything? We, um, we went on a date this week. Sure did. That happened. Sure did. Yeah. We, um, got our kids watched at a neighbor's house and yes. went to a cool place that served rack of lamb and yeah. spinach thing. I had filet mignon, they called it, but it was it was some sort of buffalo, but it was still really it was still really good. Yeah, yeah, great sauces, great just everything. Really nice place called Grill Me. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it was delicious. It was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we um, 
oh, that that like sparked my mind as something that we did. And now I got to know a taxi driver in the area a little better. We're starting to know the taxi drivers really well. Like we recognize their taxis and, you know, different things about them. So that's kind of fun. Totally. And, um, oh, I remember now that um, we went to, like, so there's this bakery that I've been going to go to because um, there's this delicious, like, Himalayan honey that's, like, crazy good. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's, like, it's not, like, runny honey. It's, like, oh. a, what would you call that? Like, it's, it's, like, a, a creamed honey. So you can spread it. Well, it's a little cold right now, so it's kind of hard to spread. But when it warms, when the ambient temperature in our house is a little bit warmer, it's spreadable. Because it is just like crazy good. It's by oh, far my favorite so thing that's, good. that's been found yeah, here. We're going to pack some bags full of that stuff. It's, that's yeah. awesome stuff. And mm-hmm. um, But so I've just like gone there and gotten that. But this time, like I order a coffee drink and stuff. And um, like a couple like bread products mm-hmm. for the kids, and they're like, you can go out back and what out back? I did not know this existed. There's a back, and so they open the side door, and I go out there, and there's a giant trampoline. What? A yes. trampoline at a coffee shop? Isn't that amazing? And it's giant. It's and the it, full size, like American one that you'd get at, at Sam's Club. It's like, it got a net around it and everything. Yeah, it's literally the safest thing in Nepal because there's a net around right. it. Right. Yes, that's true. It's amazing. It was incredible. And I um I forgot money, and so mm-hmm. I got to call Tim. Tim to the coffee shop to spend time with us <laughs> totally it totally worked I, I had to see the trampoline and and see the back room in this coffee shop is great and otherwise Very I peaceful. might have had like my hand cut off or something for, for stealing because because we're in Aladdin yes that's that's, that's, what, that's what I've learned <laughs> I love that as a child like that's your imagination about the rest of the world like over there they'll cut off your hand <laughs> If you steal, it's terrifying. <laughs> totally. Um, yes, and we've continued to. Um, are we ready for mm-hmm. our marriage yeah, let's, portion? Let's dig in. We need like a second song for that. We had like some runners up to the the fun no whistly transition. one we chose, but we need like a a musical Segway spot song for, for transitions. Or we mean for this. Well, spot. if I cared a little more about editing, like for content then i would need something some music like that to cover transitions yeah but like a theme show song would be fun or like a game show name a game show host to to host the segment maybe you might be overthinking this and i don't think i can produce a that kind of musical uh <laughs> composition so let's just buy one off of some cheap site it's like a fun newlywed game. It doesn't. It's not really. It sounds like it's really pigeonholing us into a, a thing that we're not going to be able to. Yeah. I just want a game show to be a part of this. I don't like game shows. If I don't. The best. No, nothing. No. If I had the game show network, Tim, my life would feel just a little fuller. <laughs> I completely disagree. I, I have seen you in a place where the game show network is available and you just sort of like zone out and you're just like, I don't know, like you watch the dumbest game shows. I mean, all the game shows Were are pretty there dumb. there at Chrissy Travis's? Yes. Because that's where I've like yes, I was. watched this. Oh, really, yeah. you've watched me. I've watch. watched you just. You've watched me watch the game mm-hmm. show network. Yeah, disappear down the rabbit hole. And you're like checking the guide to see when your favorite one's going to be on. Like oh, It's like. They have them from all decades. So it's like this wonderful, like 24 7 bliss. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm so glad no one at Netflix has thought to like start adding that to their licensing. So am I because (laughs) this could be bad. Uh huh. Uh, Marriage. Yes. Is what brings us together. Oh, we both did a joke at the same time. Mm-hmm. Just listen to whoever's you liked better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, leave a comment. Um, <laughs> should we do a YouTube channel? Should we like have videos set up and like record no. this? No. No. Okay. 
Yeah, that sounds like a lot more work. Okay. Uh, anyway, that was not. So uh, how did we do last week? Last week, we talked about some things from yes. uh, this marriage book. We were going to like send encouragement to one another. Yeah. So that was the thing we'd agreed to do, to, to hold each other to. Yes. Like biblical encouragement. Right, right. To encourage our, our, our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think... Uh, I think we could probably just look back through our text messages and see, like, yeah, I what our what I our did rate it twice is. And you did it three times, but I thought we both you did can it correct three me. times. Um, okay, it's gonna be a fun little game. So, are we counting today? Yes, you got one today. I under slipped the another wire. one in. Uh, yeah. If only Andrew hadn't locked himself in the room. <laughs> Wait, I don't think that's much of an excuse. Okay. Um, because then we would have recorded it last night, and oh, then you wouldn't have had today's counted. Right. Okay, that's true. Um, okay, let's see. Maybe that was my plan all along. <laughs> Competitive verse, Sydney. Bam. <laughs> okay, I'm back to Friday, and I haven't seen one yet. Um, kind of load <laughs> further. There we go. Thursday. Uh, you sent me one. Yes. Well done. One for Becca. That's right. So one for Tim, one for Becca. Um, okay, that was Thursday. And then um, I didn't send you a verse earlier in the day on Thursday, but I did send you some encouragement. Uh, yeah, I think it counts because it was like, it was encouraging my spiritualness. That was the idea. Um, on Wednesday, I did send you an encouraging Ooh, verse. you're already at three. I'm only at one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Planning for the date. Um, oh, a really sweet story about the kids. And another book about the kids. And... Mm, you're so funny, Tom. I know. Some really angry emojis. Um, hold on. Uh, Not at each other. It was about life. It's true. Uh, we joked about which emojis we thought were funny and which ones we. Oh yes, because psychotic. of our last talk mm -hmm. about me not liking. No, you keep counting. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh, about our last talk about me not liking the the emojis where I can't tell what they mean and stuff. So Tim found the best emoji that I love. Okay, I found another one from me on Tuesday. What? That brings you up to four. I know I sent you one. Mm -hmm. There it is. You sent one on Tuesday also. Okay, so I sent you two. And you sent me four. Yeah, and then we're back to Monday, and we didn't do anything on Monday. So, you okay. know what is interesting? You thought, thought you that sent I three. sent three, and I sent, thought you sent three. So you thought I sent you one more, and I thought you sent one less. What does that say about us? I don't know. A little bit of Something. our pessimism, optimism. But defaults. yes, the funniest emoji that you found it's just a blank white square. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> like I kind of want to like to like it can, I want it to confuse people and to think maybe that their phone's broken. Like maybe <laughs> maybe I am so advanced that I have a brand new emoji that they don't have yet. <laughs> so I want them to be like, "What is that emoji? Do I need do I have an update to my iOS that has these new emojis in it?" And I just want them to think like that you're super deep and there's some meaning about the white square. <laughs> that means right. something. Oh, yeah. Don't you get it? Do you not get emojis? What that all means? Uh, come on. It's obvious. Yeah, that was a good one. So, yeah. So that was our check-in, our really competitive check-in about mm. the number of verses that we send. Mm. And I was also going to gloat really good if I you know, remembered correctly how many we sent to each other. But since that didn't happen, we don't get to hear another gloating session. Okay, so. that seems fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, but we read another chapter. We did. Oh, man. Whew. That was a big one. Yeah, that was that was uh, convicting, compelling, intense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I admit I got a little, you know, misty-eyed at parts. It was... <sighs> We were downright, like, very moved. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because there was a story. <sighs> You've done it again, Francis Chan. I know. But it's like, know. like it's not just the story. It's like all the lead up to it and like where we're at in our lives right now and this whole like traveling experience and like like trying to find like where we're called to and what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And it's all about purpose and mission. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it's perfect timing. So yep. you're right. It isn't just a story, but it was a good oh, gosh, story. Yeah. That was a good story. It was about like a guy in a Should I, let me just read it. Oh, yeah. Do. Read it. It's sitting right here. Okay. So will you find it? Okay. I will um, talk more. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. So it was, I felt like... Um, that this week it was cool though because it was really asking a lot of questions about like what is our mission as a family and like how are we like what ways are we failing to display that mission and what are active steps that we can yeah what ways are we succeeding what are active steps that we can do to grow more in the mission that god has for us and i feel like it was just so encouraging to like just keep I feel like the the focus and intentionality are really stretched in this stressed in this chapter mm. and I felt like that that was really cool for us to really evaluate our lives and like you know and and the just being more intentional about each opportunity that we're given to try to either make a disciple or be discipled or you know it was it was very very compelling made us yeah really think a lot and talk a lot about that like like our relationships the people we're spending time with the people we're reaching out to like yeah yeah there's a lot there yeah so here's the um so here's a little excerpt and i looked in the back at the footnote reference so it's a excerpt from Um, recorded in Aaron W. Lutzer, When a Nation Forgets God, Seven Lessons We Must Learn from Nazi Germany, uh, published by Moody in 2010. Okay. Uh, Quotes here. We heard stories of what was happening to Jews, but we were trying to distance ourselves from it, because what could we do to stop it? A railroad track ran behind our small church, and each Sunday morning we could hear the whistle in the distance and the wheels coming over the track. We became disturbed when we heard the cries coming from the train as it passed by. We realized it was carrying Jews like cattle in the cars. Week after week, the whistle would blow. We dreaded to hear the sound of those wheels because we knew that we would hear the cries of the Jews en route to a death camp. Their screams tormented us. We knew the time the train was coming, and when we heard the whistle blow, we began singing hymns. By the time the train passed our church, we were singing at the top of our voices. If we heard the screams, we were singing more loudly, and soon we could hear them no more. Although years have passed, I still hear the train whistle in my sleep. God forgive me. Forgive all of us who call themselves Christians and yet did nothing to intervene. So it's just such a moving story obviously and but yeah but just everything about that chapter was moving and mm. it's just really um you know I'm, I'm trying to think of some specific examples you know from our lives that we can share but I think I think that's what really mainly came out was just the focus of of our our relationships I feel like you know just taking it all feels a little tender still right like like god like is like molding and shaping our hearts through this and it's just it all still feels a little tender it's hard to talk about it is because it's still slightly like unclear but it is Mm -hmm. coming more into focus Mm -hmm. like whatever that is you know and and i mean asking asking ourselves to go into that deepest part of our heart you know and 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 scald it with you know, with the Holy Spirit's like conviction and stuff Man. of like, of, I, I don't know. Like, no, totally. It's, and it's, it's crazy because I don't feel like this sense of like guilt. Like as a kid, I remember like in Awana's, there was like this, this section where you write out everything you do for every single half hour of a day. And I remember just like feeling super guilty if it didn't look really productive mm. and feeling like I needed to like, lie and make it look better and stuff and so i didn't really feel like that from this where i'm like it's every half hour like perfect Mm. but just like but these overarching like 
choices. I feel like, you know, I feel like we've worked on a lot of like the spiritual and emotional aspects of our relationship Mm -hmm. and stuff. But it's like, it's like this whole aspect of like turning it outward and what we're, what we're doing, like, like what our goal is, like how we as a couple are uniquely gifted, like for Mm. this, for this goal. And like, just like that idea of like, of, I've just, I don't know, being, wanting the other person to get to heaven and, you know, that. To be spiritually healthy. Yeah, yeah. And connected to God, like for themselves, for their own sake. Yeah. Um, And the joy of of seeing them and, and the sacrifice because it's important. I mean, Jesus rewarded. It's like, and... like we believe it. Like we believe this is real. So this is important. Like it'd be silly to um, believe something so extreme. I guess like like the the faith in Jesus, the person being real and really doing what is recorded, and really being like God, come to change us this this is a weird thing to believe and not have it color visibly every aspect of what you do yeah and um yeah i feel like i feel like i see it from a new perspective just the um the danger of how easy it is to be a cultural um economical political christian without you know maybe seeing anything about your life that's really that different from the rest of the world that you're living in yeah. which you hear all the time like i know i'm not saying anything new like i know this is stuff you hear all the time in sermons and books and things like that and i don't know how to make it like how to really communicate what's in my heart right now but it's one of those things where I think you've heard other people say it. You probably know what I'm talking about. When you feel it, you feel it. You feel that God's telling you something and, and we feel that he's giving us, you know, just a little bit of clarity and a little bit of uh, a little bit of a purpose right now. Yeah, that's a good summation. And, you know, and I feel like another thing about this book for me is just like that, like that idea of like thinking of, of you in eternity and stuff. And I feel like, like when I think of, think of you in eternity, like for the most part, I've thought, well, what will it be like? Will we, I mean, we won't really be married. And so like, will we be like friends and hanging out a lot of the time? (laughs) And I'll like worry about that or think about that, you know, or whatever. But, but to think about like that image of like him saying like, well done to you is is such a powerful thing and and not that i mean obviously we know well not obviously to everyone but but we know i mean we know that it's jesus's grace that that we'll get that well done said but Mm -hmm. but knowing that that you know we're we're beating our bodies for the gospel and all that paul talks about and stuff and going to is to win the prize and like getting to see all of that and see Mm. Jesus saying well done to you is like an amazing idea and thought and like I said it's not like a being making you better or something doing all these things but it's just like getting to say that at the end of your life of the the, I ran the race, you know, That's and neat. fought the fight. And I mean, yeah, doesn't that, like make, doesn't that just make sense? Like, like it's not as much about the here and now. It is, but it's about like, like that's why that's why this is important because it is about like an eternity that that is real that that must be real. And so, if it's real, like we're gonna do something about it. And it's hard to keep my eyes on eternity for you because I feel like you, my spouse, are mm. very much a part of the here and now and Mm. trying to deal with every daily conflict and big picture conflicts and, and all of that, you know, and, Mm -hmm. but thinking of you, my spouse in light of eternity is, is, I don't know. It's just been a little bit harder than thinking about myself and my relationship with Jesus. Exactly what this book is for. And I think the couple who gave it to us is, you know, 
they're living it and so it's been super fun to be like oh, they're pretty smart <laughs> they gave it to us i think they they're saw like they're already doing that i think they're, they saw they're... us and they're like ah i know what to do let's give them this puck <laughs> and it's like boom or god did, yeah but, god told them for but, sure but it's like right to the heart ouch yes okay it was it was timely Dude, so. it was definitely the right time Thanks for bearing with us as we process try it. to think through that and process everything else. And um, yeah, I hope that um, everyone has a good week, including us. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, next week when it's time to record the podcast, I think my mom will be here. Yeah, you'll with... be picking her up from the airport. Yep. So maybe we'll do like a Sunday afternoon recording maybe. or yeah, Monday night. Right before. We'll see. Yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, that's what's happening with us. This is Tim and Rebecca. And we have, um, we really appreciate you listening to the Good Words podcast. Um, I'm hoping that this one sounds better than ever. I'm uh, trying to get some advice on uh, how to make our podcast sound more professional from um, a guy who knows how to do that. And I don't think I've got his notes yet this week. So maybe next week will be the week that I implement them. Cool. Well, thank you. All right.